We know about chemotherapy, surgery, bone marrow transplants, and even experimental stem cell therapies to treat cancer. But what about hope as a treatment for this deadly and insidious disease of cancer? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Dr. Edgar Starin, the Senior Vice President for Clinical Affairs and Chief Medical Officer at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Cancer Treatment Centers of America operates hospitals in Philadelphia, Oklahoma, and Northern Illinois, with a fourth opening by the end of the year in the Phoenix area, and the company is working to expand services in Georgia, as well as Seattle, where it has an outpatient center. Dr. Starn is a practicing surgical oncologist. He graduated from Loyola University's Stritch School of Medicine. He completed his general surgery training at Rush University Medical Center in Chicago, and in 1988, completed a surgical oncology fellowship at Rush and Cook County Hospitals. He is involved in many national cancer and academic associations, and Dr. Edgar Stern joins us today from Cancer Treatment Center's headquarters in Zion, Illinois. Dr. Starm, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you, Bruce. It's a pleasure. Well, so it's very interesting, the whole idea of hope as a way to deal with cancer. And you're going to tell us today a little bit about this, but this isn't just some sort of idea that you've had at your facilities, but it's something that is gaining some traction in some peer-reviewed medical journals. And if you can tell us a little bit about this today. Certainly can. Hope is, in fact, part of our mission. That is, is to provide powerful, innovative therapies to heal the whole person. We want to improve their quality of life and specifically restore hope. Patients are often told that there's nothing more that can be done. Go home and get your affairs in order. And I heard it stated one time, perhaps this might be a little strong, but I think it's correct. No one comes in with an expiration date on their foot. And therefore, to take hope away is just simply not fair. Clinically, a sense of hopefulness is tied to their emotional and psychological state. We focus on doing everything we can to return the patient's control to them and therefore restore their hope. Dr. Starn, could you tell us a little bit about some of the research that's been going on out there and where we could see and for clinicians that are listening in where they could maybe look to get some ideas? Have there been some recent studies and recent papers on this? There have. Actually, we reported some of the data on patients coming in to our facility. As you know, Bruce, we are very attentive to what we refer to as comprehensive care, which is an integrative medicine approach. That is a combination of state-of-the-art traditional cancer care, surgical oncology, medical oncology, and radiation oncology, combined with scientifically-based complementary care, composed of nutritional support, pain management, psychosocial support, spiritual support. We looked at patients that were treated in our facilities most patients will end up having quality of life studies, which include hopefulness as a component that will be substantially decreased during the course of their therapy. Our patients not only had minimal decrease in their quality of life studies, but in fact, in many, many reports that we've done in the literature, had a slight increase in their quality of life reports. In fact, at our hospitals, 80% of patients report an increased sense of hopefulness once they've undergone an evaluation and received our comprehensive and personalized plan for therapy. Now, are these the kinds of studies that one may find in a peer-reviewed medical journal? I mean, I know that 
the National Institutes of Health, they have been getting more into evaluating the sort of power of alternative treatments and protocols. Are you seeing some more receptiveness to this out in the areas of the country where they take a hard look at this? Absolutely. In fact, you're correct. There are reports through the NIH. They can be found on the NIH website. There's reports in an entity called Medscape that deals with pain and hope in patients with cancer, uh, an important role demonstrated. We have a number of papers this year at the American Society for Clinical Oncology that come from CTCA that deal with quality of life, hopefulness, and a variety of measures that show improved results in patients treated with our comprehensive type approach. And when you look at hopefulness, are there patients that when you talk about measuring, are there standards, if you will, perhaps people living longer or is it more feeling better about themselves, more just it leads to a more positive attitude or or is it kind of run the spectrum? Well, it does run the spectrum, but in fact, the, the majority of results end up being in those issues that we talked about as far as quality of life. And that's not to be understated. How a person feels as far as uh, fatigue, their psychosocial state, has an important impact on their ability to be able to tolerate and do so optimally the standard therapies that we utilize to fight cancer. It ends up being nothing done in isolation. A patient that's poorly nourished simply is not going to tolerate therapies that are making them nauseated and unable to take nutrition. It has impacts on various metabolic pathways throughout the body and therefore can have an important impact on their ability to tolerate therapy. We know that psychosocial support has an important impact on varieties of neuroendocrine type responses. And I always give the analogy to patients that in a variety of anti-cancer therapies, steroids are utilized as one of the components of the treatment. Turns out that our body, of course, makes steroids, and those particular entities can be made in response to various positive or negative influences. So it shouldn't surprise one that a positive psychosocial state can have a positive impact on how they'll tolerate their overall therapy. Well, if you're just joining in or if you're new to our channel, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune, and I'm talking with Dr. Edgar Starin, who is the Chief Medical Officer at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And we're talking about the issue of hope as a part of the whole cancer treatment experience. And Dr. Starn has been talking to us about how this whole idea is gaining momentum, not only at your organization, but across the country where we're seeing some studies. The National Institutes of Health is more involved in alternative approaches. Dr. Starn, have you seen some of the more traditional, large academic medical centers, other places also sort of getting involved in this and, and if you will, maybe mimicking some of your approaches? I'm not sure how well they're mimicking the approach. One of the problems with most large centers is that they've not reached a point where it becomes a truly integrated approach. By that, I mean all under one roof with all members of the traditional as well as the complementary team speaking with one voice. We have an activity that we refer to as endorsement three times a week for an hour and a half at least. We end up discussing all patients under our care And the individuals around the table will include the traditional physician staff and support staff, as well as the entire complementary team. 
all voices are heard and listened to. It provides an opportunity to focus on the patient and provide information that we can then translate to the patient so that they can have a voice in their treatment. Remember, it's their fight and it's their lives. So the importance of our getting together is never not at the forefront of our thoughts and our discussions. Well, would you have some ideas for our listeners out there? I mean, if they were a physician in their office or a physician at their hospital, perhaps some tips, if you will, on how to integrate the whole idea of hope into their treatment protocol. That's a great question. Delighted to do so. I think it, first of all, requires recognition. And the recognition is that this is important to your patients and it's worthwhile asking them. We've gotten away from talking to our patients I read a quote one time from a presidential address from the American College of Surgeons that said, we've become so technically advanced we can make diagnoses without touching the patient. I view that as tragic. So first step is recognize that there's more that patients want in terms of their treatment and therefore talk to them and find out what's important to them. Often you will find out that aspects that are important to them include these often called complementary therapies, nutritional support, psychosocial support, spiritual support, and the like. Once you identify what's of value to the patient, you need to be able to provide that. And that does not mean simply sending them down the street to some unknown address that you really have no knowledge about. It means educating yourself on aspects of nutritional support, on supplements. Nutrition is a minimal component of most medical schools, and that's something that we need to educate ourselves on. So first is recognition that this is important to your patient. Second would be identification of specifically what is important to the patient. And third is embracing those concepts and providing them in a ready manner that is understandable to the patient. Well, if you've just been joining us, you've been listening to Dr. Edgar Starin. He's the chief medical officer of Cancer Treatment Centers of America, which operates hospitals in Philadelphia, Oklahoma, Northern Illinois, with the fourth opening at the end of the year in the Phoenix area. And we've been talking about Cancer Treatment Centers of America's approach to integrate hope into the protocol of cancer treatment care in this country. Dr. Starin has been our guest today. I'm Bruce Japson with the Chicago Tribune, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at reachmd.com, which now features our entire medical show library in on-demand podcasts. And a thank you today for listening.